Welcome back, everyone. This is the second episode of the Sunday Vibe Reset. They let us back for one more. Wonderful. Glad to be here again. <laughs> Who knows for how long they'll allow it, but for now, it's all good. How have you been, Alex? I've been uh, I've been doing rather well. I've been diving into the old tunes, a lot of Bob Marley, a lot of Fleetwood Mac. I think it's been one of those interesting times where you're like, maybe, maybe reggae is the way to go um doesn't happen every week of your life but yeah definitely this sort of time it's those old classics songs of hope happy songs um yeah really that's been keeping me going this week how about you well there was one song in particular it's called one foot by walk the moon and it's basically about taking stuff one step at a time and that that's good enough and you don't have to rush into this and that you'll reach your goal eventually and I feel like that it's important to remember that kind of stuff in lockdown because as we discussed last week we all tend to give ourselves like great objectives for lockdown being like I'm going to change my life around but we can do that little by little. Yeah definitely true Um, very good to remember during lockdown it's been a a lot of deadlines coming up, a lot of a lot of work to do, but yeah, just those little things. I got a bit of inspiration this week um, with our regular, our regular listeners will remember my mission to introduce the world back to Snake. And so far, this has been going rather well. Uh, I've been at the personal stage of getting good at Snake again, which is a lot harder than you think on a on an iPhone with um, <laughs> no physical buttons. Your hand slips a lot. There's a lot of mistakes. Um, but that's been getting my heart rate going quite a lot. It's the only physical exercise I get these days. Uh, but I've really been inspired this week by finding out that the Rubik's Cube World Championship still exists and took place this week. And I was thinking, if someone can bring back Rubik's Cube, I can bring back Snake. One step at a time. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, what kind of, you know... What did they have to do during that championship? Was there was it against the clock? Was it oh you have you know twelve Rubik's cube and you have to solve them as fast as you can? So there's quite a few events at the Rubik's cube World Cup, which you can all find online. They've got quite a good website, Red Bull Run. Uh, weird that Red Bull are involved with this. It's not really an extreme sport. It's not really <laughs> their sort of thing. Maybe for professional Rubik's cube solvers, it is. Yeah, I mean, imagine Rubik's cubing so hard that, you know, get physically exhausted. Maybe you'll reach the point of, you know, playing snakes so hard that you'll be like, I need a Red Bull. Maybe, maybe. I feel Jägerbomb would be appropriate after a lot of snake. (laughs) That could be a good way to get it going. Snake drinking game wouldn't last long in that. Anyway, Rubik's cube. There's multiple competitions and... What's particularly interesting is that they split it on gender as well, like a real sport. So there's speed cubing mixed, which I believe is just solving the cube, speed cubing female, fastest hand, and re-scramble. And re-scramble is actually won by a British player. Gonna have to find out about that. The prize money is $30,000. Someone got $30,000 from, I'm gonna say following their dream, Others might say an entirely pointless skill. <laughs> That's amazing. Can you imagine all this time in middle school spent learning to play Rubik's Cube? 
just leading you to $30,000. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that's my update on, on uh, my progress with Snake, which has mostly been market research based. Uh, how about those things that you uh, you were telling me about last week? Uh, the coral reefs, maybe? How are they doing? Yeah, as, as, you, as you remember last week, we were quite skeptical as how you know scientists could have just found out about a coral reef bit that was taller than the Empire State Building and that has just been discovered in the Great Burial Reef. And as it turns out, um, there are seven reefs that are a bit aside from the Great Burial Reef that have been mapped in the late 19th century. And they used to be able to see them. So they used to be able to see them in the old maps, but not so much in the most recent ones. And there was this new mission being like, oh, how are the bits of reefs are aside from the Great Barrier doing. And they were like, this one is doing excessively well. Oh, so it, it's not entirely new. It's just we lost it for a bit. We found it. Apparently. Yeah, like finding money down the back of your sofa. <laughs> Amazing. That's I feel delightful. Like, I feel like, you know, you're going out and you find a mask in your pocket when you need one. It's then you, you know, finding a fiver in your pocket. I, I can't relate to this. I, I can't find any of my masks. I keep losing masks. It's terrifying. Yeah, Where do they go? It's like socks in the washing machine. They just vanish. All gone. Need to go mask shopping. But how do you go mask shopping without a mask? Anyway, good news about the reef there. Um, but I can one up one of your stories from last week where you talked about the robot dolphin in the marine yes. parks, which I thought was an interesting solution to a problem because people go to marine parks to see animals. And I wasn't quite sure about the robot dolphin. However, I found a robot animal that I can really get behind. It's Japanese and it is described. And I'm not going to, you know, use any of my own words here. This is a quote. Monster wolf robot. <laughs> so the monster wolf robot. And I wish I could show you a picture of this because it's the most scary thing I have ever seen. It's like steel hydraulics below a sheepskin with a wolf face and red eyes. And apparently this is to deter bears. So no bears causing a problem anymore. That's, that's, I mean, I'm not even sure what to say. That's a quite impressive solution that they found to a bear problem. Yeah, apparently bears were a large problem in Japan. But oh my, this is, it's, what's worst about it is that it's like half robot still. They haven't covered it up very well. These bears are clearly you know, blind, uh, but incredibly effective. There have been no bear encounters at all. So the bears know to keep away from that. Well, well done, Japanese engineers, for coming up with monster wolf robot, I guess. Talking about, you know, scary looking creature. Alex, how is November going on for you? Because I am currently witnessing some questionable facial hair. Well, it's flattering that you claimed that you could tell that I was doing Movember. Uh, because I'm at a really horrible stage at the moment where I don't really have a moustache at all. 
But if I was to shave the slight stubble of my beard, I would look um, like like a child, essentially, sort of pubescent child. Um, so I can't shave and I feel quite grubby. I'm just at that awful middle ground where nothing nothing good is happening on my face. <laughs> but what's brilliant about that is that we're in lockdown. I I don't have to go out. I don't have to shave. If there's ever been a time where you could hide from uh, hide from the people, now is it? Just thank everyone that this is a radio show. No one can see me. <laughs> and you know you're still raising money for a good cause. Yeah, raising money for a good cause. And I know plenty of people in exactly the same position of facial hair growth as me, uh, which makes me feel a lot better. It's always nice and revealing when um, these uh, these tough boys who you, you'd always assumed could do it are uh, just not pulling through on the goods. And I'm definitely one of those. But yeah, <laughs> you'll never know. This, this Zoom call that we're in at the moment, this is the closest you're going to get to seeing us. <laughs> we'll see about this. Maybe, you know, we'll have to share your picture with our regular listeners so that you can gather more money. I am highly dreading that moment. Uh, yeah, we are going to have to share at some point. I'm just procrastinating as long as I can. The issue is, if I do um, shave and I'm left with this, you know, tiddly little moustache, it's, it's kind to call it a moustache, just like dollop of hair on my fore, forelip. Um I just won't be able to leave the house. I'm going to be properly in isolation. And how about how about your learning of French? How is that going? Because you said last week that you were going to use lockdown to make your French better. Well, aside from discovering that Zoom don't have don't know the French for password and have to use code secret, um, I have achieved very little French, sadly. <laughs> And also, you said last week that you were going during this lockdown to attend in order to, you know, improve your cinematic knowledge. You were going to attempt to finish Netflix. How is that going? <laughs> yes, I said that I would finish Netflix. You know, there's actually quite a lot on Netflix, I've discovered now. Um, <laughs> might take me a bit longer than lockdown. So, little interlude, how long do you reckon it would take me to complete Netflix? This is what I've been procrastinating on, discovering this bit of research. Big procrastination indeed. Uh, Have you ever completed Netflix? <laughs> in hours. Yeah. Pick your unit, any unit. <laughs> uh, let's say 50,000 hours. 50,000 hours. That's actually quite a bit higher you um you must have a very good netflix over in france it, the actual answer is thirty-six thousand. Thirty-six thousand hours 4.1 years of just netflix yeah which is incidentally how long my degree is and i reckon a netflix subscription is cheaper and will probably you know open just as many doors to you yeah yeah, well, it's all about your chat in the interview, isn't it? Anyway, so, you know, I've got You're to acquire content. Here. Yeah, if I've watched everything, I can talk about anything. The issue is they keep making shows. 
new shows. Have you um, have you found yourself going back to things from your childhood uh, over lockdown? You know, those little comforts, music from when you were young I talked about earlier. Well, I've moved back in with my parents this year, if that counts. Um... I, I guess that counts. <laughs> because may I read to you an incredibly British news story. Go ahead. So the great success of lockdown, some people might say it's Amazon, some people might say it's the mask industry. No, gravy. (laughs) Bisto, who make gravy, have seen profits increase 50%. People have decided that if they can't leave their house, they're going to have (laughs) gravy. They must be drinking gravy. Who is having gravy now that wasn't having gravy before? This is crazy, but I guess it's just people going back to, you know, what their parents made. Oh my God, that's... On the other hand, are we actually surprised that, you know, English people in time of crisis just go, you know what we need? More gravy. Yeah, definitely. The same is true of custard. People love the custard. And mini rolls. Oh, love a mini roll. So, big, big week for gravy. Uh... I hear you've been finding out it's a big week for quite a few other people as well, Athena. Yes, indeed. I've been going through the latest Guinness records. Do you enjoy nachos? I can't think of much that I enjoy more than nachos. That's, it's delightful. Delightful. How big in kilos do you think the largest serving of nachos ever is? No, wait. First, before you answer that, I give you an easier question. Where do you think was made the largest serving of nachos ever? America. Surely it's America. It is in the United States. It was in Frisco, exactly. Texas. It e- has even to be. More. <laughs> it has it to be. Where else could it? <laughs> and yeah, can you give me an idea of, you know, how heavy do you think this serving of nachos could have been? I... Mm. And this is for one person, single serving. Oh, no, no, no. As in, they did a gigantic plate of nachos. Uh, 20 kilos. No, as in, no, I don't think you get it. Like, as in, as much as they could cook at once. I can't imagine, like, the sight of more than 20 kilos of nachos. That's what it looked like. Oh, my God. Um, Guess a ton. how That's, that's a ton of crisp. It was... 1,613 kilos. One, over one and a half tonnes of Of matches. Do you enjoy wearing hats, Alex? Uh, No, I'm awful at hats. I can't do hats um, for much the same reason that my facial hair is like it is. My normal hair refuses to accept hats. Can't do it. How tall do you think the tallest stack of hats worn at once was can we just take a little moment to appreciate the fact that that's a question that you just asked (laughs) i'm not sure how i feel about this well i saw this you know i was like a new record this week and i was like you know what needs to be on our podcast (laughs) yeah well I, i back it i think about meter, meter of hats. Indeed, a hundred point thirty-three centimeters. That mm. 
like the height that was worn by John Fitzsimmons in the United States. John Fitzsimmons sounds like the sort of bloke who'd wear that many hats. <laughs> I, I'm impressed. I like that. Very good. Um, now we have our first record from the UK, which oh. is called by uh, someone called Jack Harris. How many eggs do you think Jack Harris managed to balance on the back of his hand? <laughs> I thought the hat one was weird. This is a whole other level. I'm just staring at the back of my hand. Um, I reckon you could get 12, a dozen eggs, a dozen eggs. It's higher. What? Um, 15. Surely higher. higher. It's 18. 18 eggs. 18 eggs, and I've seen the video. He tries to put a 19th one and it falls. I guess they're not going to be free range anymore. <laughs> but can you imagine? You know, you already have 18 eggs on the back of your head, and you just go, I can do one more. <laughs> um, I can't imagine this situation. I've never been in um, anything comparable to that. Hats off to Jack Harris. It's a name we should all remember. <laughs> um, uh, how do you feel about hula hooping? Hula hooping? Oh, I am a wonderful hula hooper. Uh, one of my many, many skills. Yeah. And when you do it, is it one around, you know, your waist? No, oh, it's as many as you like. I can uh, go all day, 20. I could do as many as a man has hats. Because Lucy Benson from the UK as well, not only managed to do a four four hula hoop box split, which is what's it called Jeez. when you've got you know one hoop per arm and per leg, and you make them spin. I mean, but, obviously, as an expert hula hooper, I knew that, but it's good that you explained it for everyone listening. Mm -hmm. And uh, she managed to keep it going for one minute and seventeen seconds. Amateur. Maybe that could be my next goal. Now that now I've completed snake. <laughs> um, so Alex, we all know you can't grow a beard, but uh, thank you. Thanks for saying that to everyone. Always. As I said, this is radio. They didn't need to know this. You spent like five good minutes talking about how November was painful to you. Uh, that's just in the name of a good cause. Um, how many paper straws? Obviously, paper, not plastic. Uh, do you reckon one can stick in one's beard? 30 paper straws. So Jack Strasser from the United States stuck 534 paper straws in his beard. So last week when we talked about lockdown and we thought of all of the the wonderful things you could do with lockdown. You've got time that you don't normally get. Um, your freedom. Well, in a way. You can uh, really use it to better yourself. This man thought, yeah, more straws in my beard. How? <laughs> How? Well, he's got a world record of something. So that's... <laughs> he's going to be famous. That's good for him, I guess. Now, Alex, do you like Lilo and Stitch, the cartoon movie? Maybe back in the day, yeah. It's been a long time. Uh couldn't, couldn't analyse them for you. Um, well, how many memorabilia items do you think Susie Fisher from the UK has gathered from... These questions get more and more abstract. Um, 
I'm going to, if I was to do this mathematically, I would say that on average, the uh, most people probably own zero. And therefore, I'm going to go with zero. I so assume she, this is wrong. She has the world records for the most of them. The biggest collection. Biggest collection. Got to be 2,000. 2,000. You are actually close. It's 1,907 items. I've been pretty good this week. I've uh, I've come close-ish on a fair few of these. Yeah, not on the paper straws, but... Well, I mean, that was just weird. It's his <laughs> own fault. Shouldn't have done um, that. I was thinking uh, about my own beard. <laughs> Could you stick 30 paper straws in your own beard? If I had some sellotape. Yeah, definitely. Easy. <laughs> now, we talked about the Rubik's Cube World Championship at the start of this Weirdly, podcast. Yes. But I have found an even weirder activity. It's a team of two, and one of them is throwing marshmallows at the other, and the other is catching them with chopsticks. And I have no reaction to this. <laughs> can you guess how many marshmallows were caught with chopsticks under one minute by two Americans? 76. 55. Oh, see, I was uh, I was basing it on the fact I assumed it would be more than one a second, but uh, quite, quite disappointed. Chopsticks, though. Yeah. I, throwing I, uh, marshmallows at you, and you've got two chopsticks to defend yourself from, you know, being hit in the face with them. Yeah, I um, my chopstick skills are definitely not that good, not claiming that. But, uh, yeah, if you're going to dedicate your life to something, um, <laughs> even if it is this, and go for it. you better. Final yeah, word record of the day is from was won by a Swiss team. How many trumpet somersaults do you think a team can do in one hour? A team? How many are a team? I don't know. A professional gymnast team. They're called FRG18. I'm going to go with 3,000. 4,283. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to query that question. I think that was unfair. I don't know enough about gymnastics for this. All of the others, no one knows anything about. Therefore, it's fine. I know nothing about gymnastics. It's just the number. Who do I complain to here? <laughs> well, after all these records, I still have some good news for you, Alex. Are you ready? I feel I need some good news after hearing the mixed things that people have been up to whether i approve of all of these activities or not well i'll start with oh, okay so our first news of the day i'm not sure if it's good well it is but it's mostly odd um it is that prince charles has launched his own organic gin with herbs from his high growth house and he used the help of the Oxford Artisan Distillery to produce, and I quote, the first gin which involves a complete organic process in the UK from the grain to the glass and all the benefits will made from, that will be made from the sales will go to the Prince of Wales Charitable Fund and each bottle will cost, will cost £39.95. Wow. Um... That's quite, that's quite impressive. I sort of like that. I wasn't expecting that. I like that it's all going to um, 
or going to the charitable trust as well. That's extra good. So now I can drink gin for charity. Grow a moustache or drink gin? Wow. I Well, <laughs> I'm going to have a shave and a, and a gin and tonic. <laughs> that's amazing. There you go. That's, that's my December challenge. <laughs> uh, another good news is that tree card is the world's first debit card that plants trees. 80% mm. of the profits from your everyday payments are reinvested in reforestation projects around the world. Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, nice. Um, I'll tell you what, one of these trends that I've never really got behind, I was talking to it, talking about it to someone the other day, and I remember being given a pencil by, um, by a sailing team, a promotional thing, and it had a little seed in the top. You might have seen these about. Yes. And the idea is when you throw the pencil away, it grows a tree. Um, and this is an idea that I'm all for growing trees. I think this credit card thing sounds very good. But I've never made it to the end of a pencil. I've never been able to throw a pencil in my compost. They just vanish. It's like what we were saying about masks and socks. Pencils always gone. I don't, I don't know what happens to pencil. I don't think I've ever finished one. Um... No one's ever finished a pencil or a rubber. Never. That's just science. They just disappear. I don't know. Anyway, I hope this pencil has become a tree, but good luck to it. <laughs> um, another news is that renewable energy has hit a record growth in 2020, according to the International Energy Agency, with almost 90% of new electricity generation in 2020 that's predicted to be renewable. There's some hope, some hope. That's very, very good to hear. I mean, we've all stopped doing stuff. We're probably consuming a lot less electricity as well. So as a percentage, renewables definitely probably, you know, up there now. It's good. Um, what else do I have for you? Uh, the Louvre School, so in French, that's L'École du Louvre, uh, gives, access, gives access to over 400 virtual museum expositions on his website classified into 20 themes. So there's like antiquity, prehistory, and many more. And you can just see everything on your computer. So it's not oh. the same as, you know, going to the museum, but it's giving you access to, well, the Louvre. Yeah. The great thing about the Louvre always was that it had such good art, you didn't have to go. It was, it was all on Google Images. Anyway, <laughs> you could buy a a little coaster with the Mona Lisa on. Done. Don't need to go. Don't need to stand in a crowded room looking at it. Perfect. <laughs> so now we can do basically Paris without uh, without leaving the house. And um, final good news is that a blind inventor has revolutionised the walking stick by developing a smart cane. That's what it's called which uses Google Maps and ultrasonic sensors to identify the surroundings. You good? I, I, yeah, <laughs> no one's going to be against that. Can't, can't be against yeah. it. Nice bit of, uh, you know, getting outside, getting, being stuff. I don't know, I don't really have anything to say to that. That's just a nice, happy story, isn't it? It is. Sometimes, sometimes I don't need to give to that. Exactly, <laughs> sometimes, you know, it's just about being happy. Yeah. That some people are inventing some stuff and others, Sometimes you know, are just about being happy. Others what are, are you... just at home making a podcast. Yeah, sometimes. So that's all the news I've got for you. What are you going to be up to this week? So 
sitting here, locked down, so not going out too much. But um, I will now be having to force myself to leave the comforts of my house for go the extra mile, which is the SU trying to pit us against each other on a little Strava competition. So you can just record all of your activities, walking, running. And the idea is to see what sports club is, you know, the most fit and doing the most exercise. And I remember in the last lockdown, there was a lot of this sort of thing where uh, people were challenging, challenging each other to do runs and uh, going on these ridiculously long bike rides just to like meet these quotas that they'd set themselves. And I'm sort of looking forward to that sort of thing again, where you get to see everyone just recording like their walk to Sainsbury's and just trying to get like as many miles under their belt as possible. And I was just wondering if I set my phone to record me all day as I sit in my house, walking to the kitchen to get tea and back every now and then, how far do you reckon I'd walk? Like a few hundred meters per day. How far can you go without actually leaving? Anyway, so now we can all get involved with that over the next week. Um, keep us entertained in lockdown. Let's see see what we can do. I'll be uh, I'll be doing it on behalf of sailing. So and I hope you'll be joining us, Athena. I'll do my best to. Um, and like, do you, are you setting for yourself like a personal goal? Are you like, oh, I'm going to run five kilometers every two days or something? Or are you just going to do it when you feel like? Well, this morning I set myself, uh, I went on a little 5k run, which is quite nice. And I'd like to be able to keep that up. I reckon I can do that every day. So yeah, between running, walking and uh, playing snake, <laughs> pretty full week coming up. That's impressive. And watching the crown. <laughs> and watching the crown. There you go. Almost too busy. So let's see out of us um, who can do the best, who can get the furthest. Don't even need to go for a run, just a long walk. Pretend you've got a dog. Get some outside time, bit of fresh air. Till next yeah, week. That's not, that's not, that's just not fair. Because, you know, <laughs> you're more active than me and you're taller than me. So, like, he's going to win this, but you know what? Uh, it's, it's the big stride length, that's what it is. What it is. <laughs> well, we hope you have enjoyed listening to this as much as we've enjoyed making this second episode of the Sunday Vibe Reset. We will be back next week to keep you updated on how Alex's knowledge of Snake and his moustache are doing. Current, current high score 300. See if you can beat that.